Luna. Hi, everybody. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, good evening. Good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, we find out that the AC is not working well, so I'm outside, and I'm noticing that the peacocks are calling right now. <laughs> There's peacocks out there? There is. There's a handful of peacocks out here where I live. Oh, right on. Hey, we might have to get into that later on in the program. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So you are listening to Out From Under The Bed. I am your host, The Boogeyman, joined by my co-host and wife, Master Sedator. Hello! Tonight, we are featuring one of the Arizona Derby names, Luna. She is stepped away from the game but I will let her kind of fill you in on some of these details. So let's welcome Luna to the program. Woo! Hola. <laughs> All right. So roller skating, was that an activity you enjoyed as a kid or something you got into as an adult? Both. Um, I remember going to the skating rink with my sisters in LA. Um, and then life happened didn't go for a while and then in my later 20s that's when I was approached for roller derby never heard of it and the rest was history all right so where were you when you were approached for roller derby was that in LA or was that here in Phoenix that was in LA that was at the anarchy bar in Downey California all right I'm sorry the anarchy library and who uh what was the squad that was trying that uh, was recruiting you? I don't remember her name. I do know that she was from the LA Derby Dolls. Okay, so the LA Derby Dolls, right on. And what year was that? I want to say 2009. And in 2009, after being approached, were you familiar with roller derby prior to uh, someone approaching you? No. Not even like from watching it after pro wrestling and shit like that as a kid, is like when you were younger? No, because um, my family, um, my sisters and I are first generation here in the States. My family, they're from Guadalajara, Jalisco. And so a lot of the time, if we weren't in school or doing activities like with uh, music recitals or like ballet or tap, then we were in Mexico, and we would do um, our second education there as well. Okay, right on. That's that's pretty good to know. Um, all right, so when you were approached, what made you want to get involved in the roller derby? What was the hook? Uh, it was nice. It was a pause. It was, like, welcoming. It was, like, uh, it was more of, like, hey, I... I saw that you didn't take bullshit from anybody. Come and join us. <laughs> <laughs> and did LA have a tryout at that time? They did. But at that time, I was training for a marathon. Um, so I didn't actually get to be or um, set foot with the LA Derby Dolls until like, I think, 2012 or 2013. Um, and because I wasn't fit yet to be on skates and be on the track yet I was doing um, Derby Por Vida what's that that is an off skate workout just on endurance how to like get up 
um, just and then eventually escapes were incorporated in there. So that way you're able to get stable enough to then eventually uh, do fresh meat and then pass it and then be on um, on the way hopefully to a team. But LA, just because of the location, there was like a waiting list just to get drafted um, if you were in the sub pool. All right, and um, you were a part of that sub pool at that time? Uh, the furthest I ever got was the baby doll brawls, uh, which is just um, new, new up-and-coming fresh meat. I was able to do two bouts with them at the location off of uh, Temple in Silver Lake. I think that was called the Doll Factory. And then one in El Serino, which is the... Hmm. Dahala, oh Dalasium, sorry. All right. So, what what was the skates and the gear that you uh, started out with in this process? Rydells, Rydells, and one eighty seven killer pads. Um, I've had them. I love them. I've, in the last couple of years, I've upgraded to the because I think I had the two ninety fives before. And I had purchased my first pair of derby skates at the Moxie shop in Long Beach. And how soon after getting involved in the uh, in the sport did you upgrade your skates? A few years ago, my uh, orthopedic surgeon recommended I get custom fitted skates. <laughs> Ooh, why did you go with? Uh. What do you mean, the brand or the... Yeah, what type of boot did you go with? Oh, um, I think those are the 495 boots. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just had to get them custom fit because oh, of cool. the ankle break. One foot was um, bigger than the other. And just to make sure, like, I had the stability that I need and without any pain. Gotcha. So you mentioned you were running marathons, but was roller derby going to be your first team sport? Um, yes. As an adult? Yes. <clears throat> okay. So when you, um, when you first started learning the game of roller derby, what were the skills that you found to be the most challenging? Everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was just learning how to keep my wheels underneath me without slipping. Um, it was just like one injury after another. And it's like, all right, that didn't work. Heal up. Let's try to do this again. And what kind of uh, injuries did you have when you first started out? Just A like lot of normal ankles. bumps and bruises? Uh, no, it was my ankle. Uh, mostly the left one. Just... Uh, not having that support every now and then, um, and then my knees, uh, just if something didn't work uh, and something else went, and then eventually, like even recently, I've had issues with that, so just learning how to listen to my body, knowing when to go to my doctor, uh, asking for like, hey, let's go ahead and um, try this method of physical therapy, see if that works, if I get, if I hit a mental wall, then I'll go ahead and break in take a like, break from 
like I recently did and just trying to get back out there and be healthy. Did any, you know, after learning some of these skills, did like anything come naturally to you or were you just totally green on the process? When I first started with um, Alligator, um, eventually when I ended up coming to Arizona, uh, snowplows were easy um, before other injuries. I'm just a huge, like, wreck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we might be having a connection issue. Or Is your Wi-Fi okay? It is. Um, I'm probably moving the phone a lot in my hands, so I'll leave the phone alone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. What were some of your favorite drills, or what were some of the drills you looked forward to doing first starting off? Um, just putting on my gear and being on skates, just anything that... Um, I look forward to just learning and, and mastering that skill. Just anything you gave me. Because um, I remember with, um, with the dolls, it was a lot of step action movement, like the ladders, just in the box, out the box, in the box, out the box. Yeah. Um, uh <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long. See, this is this is why this is a good show. It it helps everybody dip back into the memory bank, and then it might help somebody that's new, and they're listening to the show. Like, dang, dude, other people feel the same way. Holy smokes! Um, <clears throat> so, did LA have a big sister program like the um, Derby Dames do? I remember my big sister was, uh, oh my gosh, please forgive me, uh, Vodka Toxic. Vodka Toxic. Um, with the Derby Dames, I don't recall having a big sister there. Okay. How did their, how did Vodka Toxic's guidance help you develop as a, as a newer skater? Uh, just the reinsurance. It's like, hey, just getting out there. It's it's a lot more than what you think. Just showing up, just showing up, getting out there. Uh, you did great. Hey, you laughed about this. That's good. You have a great attitude about it. Just the encouragement, the um, just being there and supporting an, another person. It's like I don't know who you are, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but that that went a long way for me. Yeah, because roller derby is a tough sport, and um, if you don't feel like you have that support within uh, the league or from your fellow athletes, it's it can be very disheartening. Uh, how uh, so? The skills test when uh, you were being drafted to a team. What were some things that you feel that you did good on, or in general, how did you feel about? 
your skills test to get drafted? Luna. Hi, guys. <clears throat> hey. Hey. Yeah, sometimes there's uh, some connection. But, hey, it's radio. Um, all right, so where do we leave, lead off? Leading into uh, draft day, yeah? Okay. I believe that's where we left off. Uh, it, yes, it was uh, skills or um, testing date, yes. Yes. Okay, how do you feel that you did on did on yours? So, with the dames, I was honored. Sorry, <laughs> with the dames, um, I was able to to get a draft date and pass fresh meat and join a team. Uh, I was oh, very when, very happy. Hold on, um, when did you um when did you come here to Arizona as uh and then hit up the dames oh i came here april 2016 okay and and you knew about the dames from being in the circuit no yo you didn't know that the dames existed no oh i tell us some more about that how did you find the uh legendary arizona derby dames i did that big move from california to arizona and first or second day that I was here in Phoenix, I happened to like Google like, hey, is there bank track or is there roller derby here? And it so happened that that same weekend, within that same week, uh, it, it there happened to be tryouts. And it was not that far from, uh, from the west side. So I showed up and I passed tryouts and made it to fresh meat that that very first time and that felt so good because I needed that support. I needed that that camaraderie. Um yeah. Um I I like to hear everybody's stories. I like to hear what they're doing with the podcast. And it's it's so true. In in my circumstance it, it came where I needed that I needed that so much, and uh, I happened. I got lucky. I got very lucky that trats were that weekend. Um, I didn't get drafted that very first time I did fresh meat because I had an accident at Rolero. <laughs> I discovered that just because you know how to roller skate doesn't mean you should go out without your gear, and I ruptured my knee cartilage. Oh, oh that is a bummer. Um, <clears throat> that is... Stuff like that is the number one, number one reason why I wear everything, including my mouth guard, when I go recreationally skate, because I'm going to practice how I play, and no matter how good I am, that concrete is harder than my joints. hmm <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that sucks you found out the very hardest way. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> Rolero had those wooden floors. And they had a and, wood floor, too. 
Yeah, and just one night that, oh, I'm falling. I can do a knee touch. I guess what? I'm at the skating rink. I didn't put on my gear, and I ended up slamming it, ruptured my knee cartilage. Month later, was walking around with the wound back machine for about a month and a half. Uh, two months after those surgeries, <laughs> uh, went back, tested out, and got drafted to the Brides. And how many games did you have under your belt going into playing with the Derby Dames coming over from L.A.? Not that many. With the uh, L.A. Derby Dolls, just two, but those are baby doll bras. Not in a team, but just up-and-coming featuring skaters. Oh, like and a makeup I... sort of? Yeah. And with some vets in there as well. And then uh, maybe I did one bout flat track with the uh, Rough Diamond Rebels out in Riverside. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> so coming over and playing with the dames and then getting drafted to the brides, that was pretty exciting for you. And were the brides the team that you were like hoping to get picked for? Or was there a different one you had in mind? Or were you just happy that you got picked on one of the teams? All of it. <laughs> All of it? Okay. All of it. At that time, I was bartending and waitressing. So there were certain nights like I had to work. I couldn't ask for off like Monday night football, Sundays and whatever. And um, the brides were um, initially I got uh, picked up by the Valkyries. But unfortunately, because of the work schedule, I couldn't make it to those practices. So uh, the teams talked and the brides picked me up. So that was awesome. And the Brides, was that the only team you played for with the Derby Dames? Yes. What is the genesis of your name and number? Lumbre de la Luna and 7813. And what Seven... is... I'm sorry, go ahead. And what is the... Uh... You know, I think you were getting into that. Why'd you, why'd you pick the number? Um, when I first started Derby, I was going to go with the number 39. That's the, um, that was um, owed to Fire Station 39, where I had done uh, firefighter training as a certified explorer. Um, but that number was taken. And so around the time that I was getting into Derby with LA Derby Dolls, the next number that came to mind was at the bar I was working at, at Spikes. And their address was 7813 Garvey Avenue. Um, growing up, I didn't have that close connection with family and ended up having family in the wildest places. And so 7813 is from the bar I worked at where I, I met the most incredible people. And then uh, Lumbre de la Luna, um, I was, I'm going to go ahead and mention him because he just passed away and my respect because for the longest time I was going to go with the name Crooked Flame, which is in the fire department. I, they called me, um, Crooked for the longest time because Eileen is my real name, Eileen to the side. And so I'm not straight, I'm Crooked. Okay. And, that's uh, fun. <laughs> And then Yamas, um, it's my last name, and it was going to be from Spanish to English, Flames. Um, and Paparazzi, 
Miguel Erbina for the longest time. He was like, that goes, that's Crooked Flames. She's doing derby over at, um, at Spike. And then um, finally I was like, no, I think I, I need to go with a new name. So we had a rock and roll vampire, Edward Transylvania, that I asked him for help because he, he's great with names and with just how they roll and the whole thing. And so uh, definitely still wanted to play on words with my name. And so Lumbre is fire. And then it's like, uh, it's halo of the moon. So that's what Lumbre de la Luna means. It's like fire of the moon, flames of the moon. All right. Just that's that's interesting as fuck. Recently, I had discovered that Eileen, the way how it's spelled with an A in Turkish, it literally means halo of the moon. What? <laughs> that is wild. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that is the craziest thing ever. And that's like a full like 10 year difference from the time I was given my derby name to just now it's like, wow, that's a full on circle. <laughs> Holy smokes. Dang, dude. <clears throat> so going into your first real game with the brides, was that a nerve wracking experience for you knowing that this was a real team game? trying to remember <laughs> uh yeah uh just trying to keep it cool uh just remember like stay in the box don't get penalties still got penalties <laughs> uh, just trying to remember to be on my skates and mostly on my butt and listen for the whistle did you have any friends and family in attendance for that evening? I don't recall. No. Oh, so so you were just there and like league mates were your fans that night for the most part? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. always good too. Uh... So you said you got a lot of penalties that game. Do you uh, remember a couple of them you went to the box for? Arms all the time. <laughs> arms, the arms in the bank track. I that's a that's a thing, I guess. So I so I've heard. Um, <clears throat> did you guys win that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Let's... wait. No. Oh my gosh. No, the, that was my very, I'm sorry. It's like, it's slowly starting to come to me because that was like, wow. No, that first game, I think it was a blowout. We had ejections everywhere. Oh, no way. Too many penalties. Yeah, and I think. Was my first game the championship where the bombshells took it? And that was the one year that the brides did not win. Yeah, because I was gonna, I was gonna ask, uh, what, what, what was the year that the brides just started rolling over everybody? That was like probably your second season, right? Uh, second, third.
Hi. All right. So going back to that game, you mentioned it was that your first game was a championship game. I believe so. I'm. If you remember correctly. I think so. you're making me go on Instagram and I'm swiping through the picture. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of years behind. <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, so was there any personal goals or team goals that came out of that experience to, you know, either yourself or the team going into the next game or next season, if that was the finale? Uh, just get my feet wet, have a good time, and learn from it. Learn from it, communication, and watch those penalties. <clears throat> when do you feel the game started to click for you? Howdy. <laughs> yes, hopefully this is not shit out again. All right, so what position, as a player, what position did you like playing the most? Not jammer. <laughs> not jammer. That was always a wall. Uh, uh, blocker, blocker, because at least I, I tried to do the moves. Um, being in a team like the Runaway Bride a lot and and you try to do the things but I think I, I was still working up to those moves but definitely did not like jamming but I like Bokker Alright so before we cut out I asked you when did you feel the game started to click for you All right, hopefully this works now. <laughs> Let me just go back and ask this, and I can just cut out and edit some stuff. When did you feel that the game started to click for you?
I felt that it started clicking once I wasn't on the track and I was seeing more of the of the um of the movements and now it's like okay I get it now so it hasn't clicked it I haven't like actually clicked it yet and as far as like putting my my body in those actions because I still want to try it someday I but I gotta give myself more time all right so that second year of being on the brides that's when you guys really started steamrolling everybody what did it feel like winning that championship being a part of that that second year so That was, I want to say, a month or two prior, I was injured, and I couldn't skate. So I was not skating on the track, but just knowing that we had gone to practice, we had given it our all, we had we just we just do what we do, what they do. And what kind of supportive role did you have since you couldn't skate leading up to that? While still being with the team, just showing up, just showing up, cheering, volunteering. Uh, if I wasn't able to be on skates and some kind of volunteer work where uh, track painting, track maintenance, uh, raffle prizes, because when we have bouts, we have people coming up and they want to have a good time. So um, anything that helped like with cheering at the crowd, uh, raffles, uh, the 50-50, um, that kind of stuff. <laughs> did you have any, looking back on your time as a player, did you have any favorite game experiences? Uh, favorite game experiences. Um, that one time that, uh, I was having a jam and I could knock it out, but it was, uh, three blockers on me and I was still moving him on the high. It was, I know one of them was Smalls. It was the game against the Scrappers and it was Smalls and two of the blockers, even though I could not get around them and they were blocking me endlessly, but I was still moving that wall and I could have gone down, 
<laughs> but I didn't. I was just like, I'm going to keep moving. <clears throat> moving. And that, that would be a pretty proud moment because even though you don't know who those two, two other players were at the time, Smalls is a challenge. <clears throat> Excuse me. What did you enjoy about the co-ed or open gender scrimmages that were held at the Hall of Dames when you participated in those? Everybody's skating skills. Everybody's um, open willingness attitude as far as just like, we're here, let's do this. But just seeing all the levels, all the levels. And I'm like, this is possible. How amazing. What were some of the things you really liked about playing bank track roller derby? Uh, being on the track, it's not like a skating rink. It's not like skating at the park. The moment, if you know how to skate the track, it can, it can spit you. It can spit you. You can pick up the momentum. Uh, definitely the uh, challenges on the body and a lot of leg work on both sides, skating backwards and it's it's a beast but it's it's awesome once you you keep practicing keep practicing and it's like wow (laughs) yeah i i personally really enjoy it what made you step away from the game injuries I've, I finally uh, came to, came to realization. It's like, hey, as much as you try, it's like, it's just in because I had hit a wall where it was just getting worse and worse. Um, I had broken my ankle on the track. I had a motorcycle accident six months later. Uh, because I was leaning on one side more or not walking right. I ended up having more injuries than I had before. And okay, listen to my body, take the time off, don't put on skates, go to the doctors. But then um, just then see a motorcycle accident, I never quite recovered as far as like doing all the skills necessary so I can be a safe, potable skater. And I get that. I, I, I am glad there are rules and skill sets for that. So it's not just myself, but there's other people who also are playing safely and you don't want to get people hurt or injured because that fucking sucks. Yeah. Like you were involved in a, a pretty serious motorcycle crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was um, going just happened to pass 19th Avenue. Um and uh, McDowell, by the, right there by the train tracks. And a pickup truck just happened to make a left in front of me. I did not have any time to brake or to slow down. And so... Or like even try to get into the other lane or anything. Correct. Damn. So, I mean, 
steel toe boots, vest, gloves, helmet, just like you would roller skate and put on your safety gear, same as motorcycles. <laughs> um, luckily, uh, the truck that had uh, made that left turn in front of me, he pulled over. Um, I lost conscious when I woke up, I already had fire department around me. Uh, went to the hospital, nothing broken. I was very fortunate to walk out the next day hobbling, but a couple bruises, but I managed to come out in one piece. And when I got hit on my motorcycle, I was by myself because I was on my way home from work. I didn't lose consciousness or anything, but were you alone when you got hit or were you with a uh, another rider? I was by myself. Oh, I was so scary. on my way to uh, to the derby bout. I was on my way to the warehouse. Oh, no way. Damn. Yeah, that's got to be pretty scary losing consciousness when you're alone like that. Holy shit. Um, so, <clears throat> do you think your life would be different if you never got into the roller derby, even back in L.A.? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, Derby has given me so much. Um, it's it's given me family that I didn't have. Um, it's given me friends of a lifetime. Um, it's given me that where I can do more for myself. I can, I can do this. I can also be a better person because I was also given opportunities to skate with minor assaults. And those girls are just amazing. And just seeing how they grow and then it's like, they look at you and it's, holy shit. <laughs> but it's, it's like, you, I... I if I would have had Derby when I was a younger girl, wow, I, I don't know, but it's it's amazing what Derby, Derby does. Yeah, it's a definitely a community of folks for sure. We all have uh, different careers and so on and so forth, and that's why I kind of, you know, one of the reasons why I started the show because roller derby has a various amount of characters in it and I wanted to know more about them so here we are today for sure did you have a favorite meal after games that you like to enjoy eating All right, so you said pizza. Yes. Any particular kind of pizza or just any pizza? <laughs> Whatever, Third Avenue or is it a... No, Grand Avenue Pizza. Grand Avenue Pizza. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have a favorite dinosaur? <laughs> a dinosaur? Uh, all of them. All of them? <laughs> You're not playing competitive roller derby now. So how is your time spent? 
I am uh, trying to roller skate at the rink. <laughs> uh, a lot of paddle boarding lately. What are some of your favorite paddle boarding spots? Uh, so far, uh, it's been a Canyon Lake. Well, like Canyon Lake. Recently got into this, or did you try paddle boarding before? I recently got into it. Awesome. What do you like about it so far, being on the water? I miss it. Um, I grew up in L.A. Uh, whenever we would have vacation, um, when I was younger with family, with my parents, we would either go to Mexico or they send my sisters off and I to Mexico, and we would spend a lot of beach time out there. Love swimming out there a lot. Um, so just being on, on the water recently, it's been like, wait a minute. I forgot. I love swimming. <laughs> so just being on the water, being away from the noise, being away from city, unplugging, uh, and then just being humbled by nature around you, just the bats, the eagles, the bighorn sheep, the water, the fish, the everything. <laughs> yeah, Master and I have just... Uh, just last summer, she bought a paddleboard, and I got into the uh, kayak adventure. And uh, we found the Salt River to be very, very fun. So, like, we oh hopefully we can get out there with you uh, this summertime. Because we, uh, where do we start at? Um, I forget what launch part we start at. But water we start, users? Yeah, water users. Uh, we go all the way down to Granite Reef. We'll park one of the cars down there and then rally up the other car and then, then uh, you know, drive back in the car we left down at Granite Reef. But that is a pretty fun run if you've never uh, done that before. It is. I've had the chance to do it three times. As a matter right. of fact, the first time I raided uh, Salt River was last August. I just got my new paddleboard in, 14-foot hard shell. Uh, the water was really low. Did like never been there. Didn't know what to expect. Definitely broke parts of the hard shell. <laughs> the river uh, grass will get you. Yeah. So got an inflatable now. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about the uh, Salt River is the horses. Oh, that's so beautiful. You've seen the horses out there the three times you've been? Mm-hmm. Not the last oh. time, but the first two times I have. The last time I went was uh, that Monday before uh, they closed it on Tuesday before the new order that's currently in effect right now. Mm. All right. Yeah, we want to get out there. It's 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 moving pretty crazy right now. Um, I probably wouldn't get out there like this weekend or anything personally, no. but I do want to get back out there. Because that's where most of our time is spent now that we're so close to the river, too, here at the Meowder Limits. So fun. So during team introductions, did you have a, a special, like, wave or maneuver, or did you just awkwardly chuckle? Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're still riding motorcycles. What yeah. are some places you like to where some places you like to go on your motorcycle? Anywhere outside the city. 
just do you have uh, any favorite rides you like to do outside of the city no um just right now uh with life uh haven't been riding as much as i used to uh still i got another bike uh but as far as like doing it as much as i used to no um just because i find myself more often in the city uh nowadays uh and so the only time when i get away now and unplug is paddle boarding but as far as riding the bike, anywhere where there isn't traffic, anywhere where there aren't people up your butt, anywhere where it's just away from cars. I don't know. Yeah, one of my favorite rides personally is um doing like kind of like that loop almost up to 89A and like through Prescott Valley or like whatever, or like go through like Mingus Mountain or whatever. I forget the actual like road like signs to take at the moment but that 89a is probably one of my favorites next to the mingus mountain ride up going to jerome because i like the turns yeah 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 i I love those and then canyon lake's pretty cool too the canyon Mm -hmm. lake ride up to tortilla tortilla flat (laughs) yeah i like that one Um, master do you ride I don't. I like being a passenger, though. Cool. We got to get you out there one of these days. Heck yeah. I'd be down. All right. So this is going to bring us to the end of our interview. And we would like to thank you for coming on. And we would also like to thank our show sponsor, Siphon Draw Apothecary. Yeah. yeah shout out to dolly um she'll be coming on on sunday by the way um and we'll be doing a ramp sesh out there too so that'll be kind of fun if uh you would like to look at any of their products and you are out of town you can find them at siphondraw.com if you are located in town and you want to take a ride out to the beautiful east side of town they are located 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road, Apache Junction, Arizona, 85119. We just got finished up with a few of their soaps, and it's been nice because other other natural soaps cost about the same, but I'm buying, I was I got this from a friend, and it doesn't leave my skin real dry, and the variety of soap they have there is way more than what I was getting in the past. So I have a little bit more variety on smells. Master and I really enjoy it. And I'd also like to mention that their lemongrass deodorant is second to none because I like to use, like I said, deodorants and soaps with not a lot of chemicals in them or what have you. A lot of chemicals and deodorants seem to mess up my shirts too. But this lemongrass one works really well. Makes me smell nice for working outside all day, too. I don't smell like hamburgers much at the end of the day. So I, uh, I've i been really enjoying that. If you would like to follow the show, we can. you can find us at Apple Podcast. Leave us a review, rate, subscribe. Same thing on Spotify. You can find the show there. If you would like to follow the show on Instagram... 
out from under the bed on Instagram and Facebook. It is out from under the bed with the boogeyman. And at this time, we would like to thank our show artist, Cherry Jane, for the sweet show art. More of her stuff can be found on Instagram at Art by Cherry Jane. Luna, you got anything coming up you'd like to talk about? Or are you just chilling? Uh, let's call mudslinging. <laughs> mudslinging? What's that? Mudslinging? So there's an archaeological site off of University and I believe 48th Street by the airport. Uh, and once a month, um, this is the only archaeological site that the city of Phoenix has. Everywhere else, it's on native land. So a coworker of mine invited me to go mudslinging last month. I enjoyed it. It's keeping the um, the structure intact from uh, 450 uh, BC when people first started coming around in this area here in Phoenix. And so I'm going back um, in a couple weeks to help this site. And do they have a, a website or anything like that? People can go check this out, or is this a volunteer? A volunteer. A it's a volunteer. This is at the Pueblo Grande Museum, I believe. I wish I had a site. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's what I have coming up. <laughs> All right. Pueblo Grande Museum. That's where it is? Correct. <laughs> okay, sweet. We got that written down so we can mention it in some of the show notes. All right. We'd uh, we'd like to uh, really thank you for coming on. Sorry about the uh, connection issues. And thank you for having me, you guys. Yeah. Oh, any any time. And you get a, a little care package from Siphon Draw as well for being on the show. Thank you. And I love Siphon Draw because I also get the products too. And it is amazing. I love their aromas. All right. Oh, yeah. And um, we're, we're trying something new on the show, and we're going to announce it on your episode. We're reading people's reviews when they leave them on Apple iTunes. So this is from B. Nicole. She says, Boogeyman and Master are fantastic humans with a clear passion for the sport. Listening to the pod each week, I've been able to learn about the world of roller derby and quad skating. The audio quality has greatly improved as these episodes go on. And the content is very consistent. Keep it up, you guys. Thank you, B. Nicole, for the uh, five-star review and the uh, rating. So, again, at this time, as I close out the show, I would like to have everybody always look twice and save a life motorcycles are everywhere this is the boogeyman and master sedator returning back under the bed but never into the closet thank you luna for being on the program thanks you guys have a good night everybody thank you bye bye